Welcome to the feed, everybody. I'm so excited. I'm Michael Manzies, joined by Liz, and we are talking fall on this episode. Liz, you must enjoy fall. I do. It's my favorite season. I love the colors. I love everything about the fashion. Everything, everything fall. I'm game for it. It's it's my favorite season as well. Now I might be a little biased since my birthday is in October and it occasionally lands on Thanksgiving. But what's not to love? Um, I know one thing that I really love is pumpkin pie. And now Kat, Kat, you're joining us right now to talk about the fall food craze. Yeah, definitely. So at different times of the year, the world seems to be a fan of themes around food and fashion and stuff like that. And autumn is no different. So around Christmas, around summer, many things are sold with those themes. And uh, including in autumn, I take a look at how well-known the pumpkin spice flavor is from Starbucks and how it kind of inspired a movement across the land of the pumpkin spice flavor. Seasonal Starbucks drinks have had a hold on the millennial demographic for quite some time. The unicorn frappuccino that came out at the beginning of the summer sparked mass craze and inspired many Instagrams of the multicolored sugary drink. But the tried and true pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks has sparked something of a movement with pumpkin spice butter, pumpkin spice M&Ms, and even pumpkin spice pizza, if you can believe it. I talked to a few students here at Nate about their thoughts on the autumn craze. Would you consider trying pumpkin spice pizza? No, I definitely would not. That's a little excessive on the pumpkin spice meter, I think. I can honestly say that I'm not a huge fan of the excessive spices or whatever around the fall, but that's just my personal preference, I guess. The only thing I like pumpkin flavored is pumpkin pie. (laughs) And I will probably not be participating in all of the pumpkin spiced crazy things. I've tried the lattes, and personally they're not my favorite. I don't really like the taste of pumpkin spice, except for like pumpkin pie, but that's like actual pumpkin. I don't really feel the hype about it either. Even though some may not like the pumpkin flavoring most in various things, There's something to be said about getting into the autumn spirit. I spoke with Jason, a barista at a local Starbucks, about just that and how pumpkin spice lattes compare to the unicorn frappuccino. Yeah, just getting into the spirit. Like, personally, I love fall at Starbucks. Like, it's my favorite. So I really don't mind making any of the drinks. Because, like, the pumpkin spice latte comes back every year. It is pretty insane, but, like, the unicorn frappuccino was just, like, uh, like, such limited time offer. Yeah, it was so hyped that it doesn't really compare, honestly. When you think of fall, you think of warm sweaters, Thanksgiving, crunchy leaves, and the great pumpkin Charlie Brown, so why not great pumpkin flavors? So what's the right way to go? Is pumpkin spice reserved for just pumpkin pie, or is it a creative way to make fall a bit more happy and cozy? The pumpkin predicament rages on. I think the pumpkin spice idea kind of gets a bad rap. I know people like to poke fun at it on social media as maybe being basic or something like that. But I feel like there's no time like fall to enjoy pumpkin-flavored things, and coffee's no different. Well, I guess I'm pretty basic then, because I have a pumpkin spice latte. I get one every time fall comes around, and I try to keep it to a minimum. But I can't help myself. They're so good. All the power to you. They're delicious. (laughs) Well, I I just like that phrase, that pumpkin predicament that just rolls off the tongue it's really lovely now one uh big aspect of fall is fashion of course now harley joins us after labor day what you see people wearing definitely changes what have you learned about fall fashion harley hey yeah it's uh it's me harley and i did go into the world of fall fashion this year fall 2017 
whether you like it or not, we personally love it here at NR92, is underway as we speak. If you're still in those summer clothes, you need to catch up with the rest of us and start sporting that classic autumn wardrobe. If you're already sporting the winter wardrobe, though, I can't fault you because this is Canada after all. But one thing I can do is bring you up to date on what you'll need for arguably the most picturesque season of the year. When you think of the term fall fashion, what do you think of? I'm guessing that no matter what you were thinking, you imagined wearing something cute surrounded by a bunch of red and yellow leaves. Well, this year it's time to shed those old 2016 autumn styles and replace them with a bunch of brand new 2017 autumn styles. Yes, according to the very first line of L.com's complete guide to fall 2017 top fashion trends, Red is the official color of fall 2017, a bold selection of an official color if I must say, but let's dig deeper to see if those clothing trends support that distinction. Now it's time to put your crop tops and short shorts away and prepare for this incoming weather. I caught up with one person who is very excited for the fall trends to start rolling back in again. The introduction of nice warm mitts, nice warm hats as well. The introduction of sweatpants as well. But the arrival of colder months does not mean you can't show off that flair for fashion. I like the medium-sized jackets as well. Ooh, like yeah. Not too heavy where it impedes my movement or yeah. too light where it makes me feel like I'm not wearing a jacket. Yeah. Right. It's just that nice middle ground. But the arrival of colder months does not mean you can't show off that flair for fashion. Here's some of the classics we see every fall. Cardigans. Who doesn't love a good cardigan? Not too warm, not too cold? How can you go wrong? You can get several different patterns to match up with mostly anything, including flannel patterns for cardigans. Not bad. Speaking of flannel, what a great item in the fall 2017 wardrobe. With several different colors, textures, materials, flannel can sometimes be the perfect option for autumn. Plus, it's pretty easy to find great deals on fall-colored flannel when it's not quite in season. Now, I also wanted to talk about jackets because the amount of autumn-certified jackets on the market is incredible. Jean jackets, leather jackets, blazers, windbreakers, even some rain jackets will allow you to flaunt your stuff while looking absolutely fantastic. In my opinion, fall is the greatest time to find thrift store deals on clothes. Why, you ask? Because it's the last time we can buy clothes in Canada without wearing nine layers to go outside. Fall is just around the corner, and as they say, it is time to spring into it. Yes, it is time to spring into it indeed, and now you're probably wondering, uh, there's a few things you missed on that list. I'm going to add some honorable mentions here since they didn't make Excellent. that first cut. Yeah, it's, uh, you have to mention fur coats, knee-high boots, and scarves. Those are my three honorable, honorable mentions for the fall. You can't really mention fall clothing without those great picks. One other thing I do have to mention is to quote the late, great F. Scott Fitzgerald wow. when uh, he said... Life starts all over again when it gets crisp in the fall. And that it does. Just like Mr. Fitzgerald, we can keep it crispy for a few more months to come with our expanding clothing options. That's beautiful, Harley. Oh, thank you. 
Well, you, you're a big fan of the boots, aren't you? I am. I love my knee-high boots. Oh. I'm rocking some fall fashion right now. Liz has got some sweet ones on right now. <laughs> no, it's funny, Harley, that you mentioned that quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald about things starting anew in the fall. It's a perfect segue to what head coach of the Nate men's basketball team, Mike Connolly, said about the bind between sports and fall and even with new beginnings. While fall has many different meanings to different people, those involved in athletics lick their lips when September rolls around. Professional sports and collegiate sports both begin again. Head coach of the Nate men's basketball team, Mike Connolly, particularly enjoys autumn for that reason. With, with fall coming, it's the start of sports seasons. Um, not just we start, you know, even though we train all year as basketball, we start our heavy practices, preparation for the games, but, you know, every team's starting. You know, football's picking up on NFL, CF, you know, and the NC2A, and so it's just, and everything's happening, hockey's starting, uh, and then I, and I also equate it with the start of a school year. Connolly has been involved in collegiate sport for a couple of decades, so the connection to a new school year with new faces in the hallways applies also in this preparation for the season. September's our training camp. So we're just putting the guys who are grind, and it's part of our socialization and part of them getting together and doing some team bonding and, and getting to know each other. Because, you know, we always add new faces to always trying to get better. And, yeah, I, I, it, sports really picks up for the fall. The weather is still warm in September, but the days outside Connolly's players get to enjoy are limited. Whenever he approaches a new season, one thing, however, seems to stick in his mind. It's, it's, it's a new beginning in the fall. It's funny how fall... When things are dying to get ready for the winter, we perceive it as it's a new beginning. And maybe that's what it is. You know, when they say a fire, forest fire goes through, it's part of Mother Nature's way of saying a new beginning. And when things die from the, you know, or they're going into hibernation and doing that for the summer, it's the start of a new beginning. Whether you follow baseball, primetime NFL, or ACAC basketball, fall is the most exciting time of the year to be a sports fan. A new beginning. That's certainly my takeaway when I went and spoke to Coach Connolly. Ook's basketball, volleyball, and hockey will be starting up soon in the next couple weeks, and soccer is well underway with the Ook's being dominant already. Sports just has that way of bringing people together. That it does. And you know what else? Just, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm going to be. The downside of bringing everyone together, however, is Uh-oh. cold and flu season. Mm. Bailey... You're here to talk to us about the whole cold and flu problem. situation. Yeah. yeah. Well, while fall has a lot of beautiful elements, and we've covered all of them. It's got a lot of nasty ones that I'm quite familiar with. We're talking runny noses, red eyes, yuck, sore throat, uh. lack of sleep, general agony, the basic stuff, you know. So I wanted to figure out the best way to fight cold and flu. Cold and flu season is coming. And as you can probably hear from my voice, I'm a little ill myself. In my delirious sickness, I sought out to find a health professional. Uh, Connie O'Boyle, office manager for a physician in Sherwood Park, Alberta. 20 years of medical office um, and transcription experience. Thankfully, I also found one who was a former OOC. Uh, office administration for a year and then... Um, I went to medical transcription. I asked Connie the best advice to keep a student from getting sick. Is to try to get to get the flu shot because um, it takes two weeks after the vaccination for the antibodies to um, help the body. So if you can get 
uh, vaccinated early in fall, you're best that you'll start getting um, some kind of um, help for yourself for October when the season's really going to get going. She also knew exactly where to get these flu shots. The flu shots can be uh, given at the, um, now they do them at uh, pharmacies. So you can just go to the pharmacy and just fill out a form and um, they can do it there. Or you can go to um, like a uh, health unit. She gave advice to students already sick. You should stay at home instead of spreading it to other people and uh, try to take some drugs at home. Um, to help you out, but uh, if you can, stay away from, if you have to get a sick note, get a sick note, but um, when you're really feeling bad, it's just not best to go. You're not doing your best job anyway. And to those thinking of heading to the doctors. You know, I do that wait and see a little bit. If it's lasting a few days and you're just not getting any better, you feel it's getting in your chest. My doctor always says if it turns, if you blow your nose and it starts being green, then you should be worried that you're getting an, you know, <laughs> you're getting an infection, so... But hey, there's some home remedies that can help you out. Well, you know what? I think one of the best ones is Tylenol. Now they've got a cold and cough um, and flu that you can do during the day and at night. So you can still be able to function during your day at school, help with the runny nose and the sneezing and then um, and the cough. And then at night it'll help you sleep. And of course, soup and bed rest being a given. For those interested in getting a flu shot, Nate is offering free flu shots November 2nd through the 4th. You can find out the requirements, the location, and all the necessary information online at the Nate Portal. So yeah, I learned the best way to fight cold and flu and all these horrible symptoms is to take a big scary needle to me. So that's definitely what I'll be looking toward. Yes, get your flu shots. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll indeed bite the bullet to get that done. No, I need to get... I, I have not gotten my flu shot in... <laughs> years and it's actually a problem because i'll i'll get sick Mm -hmm. in uh october and then also get sick later on in the year and it's just not a good situation it's like two flus one winter so (laughs) but speaking of you know things starting again in the fall school is always the one of the first things that are tied back when you think of autumn and kennedy's here to discuss you got to stay on top of your work you got (laughs) to use the study tips what do you got uh, hey guys, um, yeah, obviously because of autumn we're back at school and midterms and the bigger assignments are right around the corner and we always think we have time, but it always sneaks up on us. So the studying skills we need, they just need to be razor sharp, so I did a little digging on the best ways to do that. School life can get busy really quickly. Assignments start stacking up and it gets easy to fall behind or lose track of what to do when or what on that test that's going on tomorrow. A bit of research into what makes study easier goes a long way. Review the notes of your class as soon as class is done to fill in any gaps you may have missed. Reread and skim to make sure it all makes sense to you. Make sure you keep and organize any handouts for reference. Review your notes before the next class. As soon as you have done any textbook reading, rewrite your lecture notes in a way you understand, whether that's writing in the textbook margins or summing it up in your own words. On a weekly basis, you should go through your notes for all of your classes to make sure you understand your material. Rewrite any notes if if they're too messy or scattered. Organize your notes into binders or file folders. Keep them in order. Summarize notes on the important information. Look at the bigger picture and how the material relates to the course as a whole. When in doubt, seek out your teacher for that class to clear up anything you're unsure about. And don't forget that Nate offers free tutoring services over email and in person. 
It's also important not to get too stressed. While a little stress can help you focus, a lot of stress over time can cause many things, including memory loss. Not so good when you have a test. But thankfully, Nate not only has free counseling services, they also have a therapy dog named Flynn to help keep you calm. So review, rewrite, organize, and ask. Keep track of everything in a day planner, and don't forget to seek out help if stress is keeping you from getting your study on. Yeah, and I can say that those things do work. For me, I have a day planner personally, and I've it has become an anchor for me to keep on top of things and know what's coming up for assignments. And I also hoard every paper that's ever been given to me in class. So, yeah, that's for me. How, how do you guys keep track in school? I cannot live without my day planner. I also I have sticky notes absolutely everywhere, wherever, in my office, in my in my notebooks, in my day planner, just like little to-do lists. I'm really big on keeping, attempting to keep my life organized. Yeah, uh, me as well. Uh, since coming to Nate, it's like I, I wasn't really big and, you know, structured days, and, you know, to-do lists and everything like that. But over the past year, I've really, I've been using my Nate's a daily planner. So there's your plug. And it certainly uh, helps me out with all my uh, priorities, certainly. So after the break, Liz is talking TV. Welcome back to the feed. Welcome back to the feed. I'm Michael Menzies and uh, Liz across from me. Now, Liz, you, you were saying uh, during the commercial break, you're a bit of a history hound, aren't you? Yeah, I, I like my fair share of history, depending on what it is about. And I noticed, like, one talk about, like, you know, it's fall primetime television. Right. All the big shows are coming out at this time. And I decided to take a little snoop at wondering why why everything starts up in the fall. TV was on the rise before World War II, but once war broke out, the government had to shut down commercial broadcasts and television equipment production. Hardly anyone was working in television during the war. But once the post-war economic boom started in the late 1940s, it made television sets affordable for the middle-class families, and the demand for new programming was at an absolute all-time high. Broadcast networks knew they had a goldmine on their hands that they could satisfy the demand. But television was a new medium, and it wasn't clear what people wanted to see. The easiest thing to do was produce new shows by offering television contracts to existing radio celebrities. And many of the early hits, like The Adventure of Ozzy and Harriet, The Red Skeleton Show, were developed by giving radio stars their own television programs. Everyone making the switch from radio to television made sure their schedules allowed them to spend the summer months elsewhere and networks continued taking breaks after May and premiering new shows in September when everyone was back from vacation. When TV production moved to California, the tradition of starting new blocks of shows in the fall continued, and it turns out the system works really well for the industry and for viewers. It still does to this day. Fewer people tend to watch TV during the summer since they are vacationing or even spending more time watching summer movies. So releasing new shows in the fall ensures the network-free buzz and the annual season premieres and guarantees viewers know when to tune in to their favorite yeah so basically the whole premise of starting fall primetime was to give the radio industry a break at first which is pretty freaking interesting and now with all the um all the new shows like this is us just came out right um this is us the simpsons is coming back for what is it season 29 family young guy sheldon. yeah <laughs> young sheldon all that's the- a new one all yeah, all the new uh, fall shows. But that's that's so funny. We're so ingrained with oh fall fall season. That's uh, new shows starting. But we, I I certainly just learned that. I didn't know that the, that's how uh, television was structured. So that that's really really interesting. The more you know. 
Absolutely. Now, Terry's joining us, and Terry's yes. a bit of an events man himself. He's a little, a little theatrical. He's uh, <laughs> He's got that sort of background, and he's been keeping his eye on some of the local uh, events you could be seeing in the next uh, little while. I, I will say, speaking on the event of entertainment, of Young Sheldon was very entertaining. I, I didn't event. watch it. It, was, it. You should watch it. It was actually fairly good. It's narrated by Jim Parsons. Oh, good. Nice. So it was fun. So on, on the uh, realm of entertainment, you think of... You know, the end of summer, you think of the end of fun, right? A lot of people do, yeah. Yeah, because during the summer, there's always something going on. Yeah. Mm. But the reality is, is there are just as many things going on in the fall as there are in the summer, especially in the city of Edmonton. The Valley Zoo is uh, so much fun when they they start to theme their habitats after things like Halloween and Thanksgiving. Right. The Up and Downtown Music Festival is coming up next weekend. And that's happening throughout the entire city. So I found a couple of other things while doing a little bit of digging. Ah, fall. The leaves turn on the trees. The air gets a little bit more of an arctic chill in it. And all of a sudden, all of the opportunity we thought we had to go outside, frolic, and just do anything seems to just disappear. So what kind of things can we do to keep ourselves motivated to keep going in the city of Edmonton? Well, I did some digging. The Edmonton Corn Maze this year has partnered with local video game studio BioWare for the design that is themed around the upcoming game Anthem. The maze has a correct pathway and, of course, a whole bunch of different pathways to get you lost. But if you choose the right pathway, it's said that the correct path can be walked in under 30 minutes. Take that as a challenge if you will. I got to ask the owner of the corn maze, Jesse Cray, about how he describes his very own corn maze. Well, it's just lots of fun wandering around with uh, people you uh, like and getting lost and uh, spooking each other around corners and having lots of fun like that. And if you get lost, things could get a little spooktacular. Now, speaking of spooktacular, Deadmonton has descended upon the city of Edmonton for another season. Every year, the haunted house, which takes over the old Paramount Theater down on Jasper Avenue, hosts a different legend, a story, if you will. This year's legend surrounds the story of Frankie. Frankie was the resident caretaker of the Paramount Theater. Cleaned up sticky sodas, tangled film reels, chewed up bubblegum. Frankie absolutely loved the theater. He chose to spend his life cleaning up after the grubby guests, and it's no secret that his labors continued well into the afterlife. When the theater was sold over 50 years later, his soul was laid to rest until now. Edmonton officially opened on September 29th, and it goes all the way through until November 5th. So make your way down there to check out some spooktacular times. Ticket prices at the door, 24 bucks. Now you can get a speed pass for 40 bucks. I don't know. Maybe that's a quicker way to your ultimate demise. (laughs) Sorry about that. Now, if you're looking for just some fun things to try out, check out a little article on Narcity.com, 23 fun things to do with your significant other this fall in Edmonton. You can also keep up to date by checking out the city's website at edmonton.ca. So, like I said, there are a lot of things going on in the city. I've only mentioned just the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. for what you can actually find going on around the city during these beautiful fall months and well into winter as well. But that is for another feed. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, the Deadminton. Yes, I've I've never been. I'm I'm not from the city, but uh, like I I would love to go it's, this fall. It's so worth it. Recently, it's, it's become it's like so an fun. Edmonton tradition. Yes, very very much so. It's and they've actually started doing and the greatest thing ever, a chicken out record. I'll really, be ta- I'll be talking about that in a little bit. Yeah. So. So, so. Oh, I don't want to ruin your yeah. uh, your excellent teas. A lovely uh, uh, production there. I love your uh, evil Terry. That's uh, yeah. a, a darker side. A, a darker ah. side. <laughs> a darker side, of Terry. <laughs> yes, I got it. Thanks so much, Terry. Well, autumn means. Uh, I think what we've learned here is that autumn means so many things to so many different people. There's so many facets to it. I mean, mm-hmm. it it really is incredible. It's an awesome season, and I love the fact that. Just because the leaves are changing, it doesn't mean that the city is going to, like, shut down, yeah. go into hibernation. There's still so much you can do. There's tons of things you can kind of dabble in around the city during exactly. this time of year. I mean, whether it's, you know, supporting your uh, local sports teams, whether you're back at school, or you're just changing up your fashion, or even Thanksgiving, which will be next week's feed. So stay tuned for that. There's so many aspects to fall to be excited about. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, check us out next week, same time, Friday, 12 o'clock. Thanks for listening to The Feed. Tune in Sunday nights at 7 for the rebroadcast or online at nr92.com. Sorry. It's over.